thanks and thank you for joining us for another episode of talking shit with heather today we'll be talking shit with uh dental hygienist miss joy driscoll who has absolutely changed my life and the way i take care of my teeth but we'll get into that in a minute so i'm heather gray with discovering health i'm a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and i work with fast-paced professionals who want to address their embarrassing digestive issues right conquer their brain fog, and get all-day energy so that they can have joy-filled, productive life. And the reason we're talking shit is because I found in my own personal history that a lot of us that are doing things alternatively do so because we have a story, right? A storm that brought us to this, to this location. Sometimes it is actual shit. Like I will talk with other practitioners and sometimes we're talking about coffee enemas and parasites and you know bowel movements, everything bowel movements. You can tell a lot from your health by your poo. But today we'll actually be talking about the other end <laughs> that we start with. Um, where it all begins. Where it all begins, yes. And man, I was just recently into uh, Joy's office and I got, I had no idea how horribly I was brushing just incorrectly, all the things, all the things, but she's taught me so many things. And since then I've bought a water pick. I got my sonic care in the mail yesterday. I'm using, um, remineralizing uh, powder, right. Instead of just regular toothpaste, but she'll go into all these things. And she told me something that sticks with me all the time. Treat every tooth. Like it's worth $10,000 because really once you're, you start going down that path, like it gets expensive. Yep. So yep. welcome joy. What's your, thank shit you. Story? What'd you say? I'm sorry. What's your shit story? Talk to us. I, well, um, I became a. Um, I went into it cause I wanted to go into health. And the funny thing is I didn't go into nursing because I didn't want to work weekends. <laughs> so I picked dental. Someone said, you should go into dental hygiene. And I, I didn't do it. And I thought, you know what? This sounds great. And it's funny because I work weekends now. Uh, so I, I work Saturday. So that, that didn't turn out right. But I was young and, and worried about my weekend social life. Isn't that funny? How you decide what you're going to do when you're 20, <laughs> you're not mature enough. So went into dental hygiene, got my license, um, actually moved up. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, moved out to Vail, Colorado for a couple of years and went back to Minneapolis to continue my education to get my bachelor's of science. So I continued that um, and then practiced probably full, full time for about seven years, took a toll on my back, um, dental Are there Heather? Uh, You're frozen. Yeah. There. You've cut out on me a couple of times. Is there a better spot that you have in the office as far as an internet connection goes? Let's try this. Okay. All right. Just so uh, I'll have actually have. Sorry, the it's not the best background, but that's okay. okay. Yeah. So dentistry is really hard on our, our backs, our necks. And if we don't practice um, properly, a lot of us don't make it very long. Um, I was having neck issues, got out of um, dental hygiene and actually went to the other side, um, was in um, pharmaceutical specialty and autoimmune and 
melanoma, leukemia, and lymphoma. Um, yes, it was big pharma. And I learned a lot. I learned what I didn't want, but I also learned a lot about the disease states. And I, I realized that we weren't connecting the mouth to the body. So when I would talk to like a rheumatologist, he would say, oh, you know, autoimmune, um, they have flares. And, and I said, well, how do they have flares? Why does that happen? Um, stress, you know, I, I don't know. It just happens. And I said, well, do you ever look in their mouth? like if their gums are bleeding, the number one infection that patients are walking, people are walking around with is gingivitis, number one infection. And gingivitis starts in the gums and, and how you know you have it is your gums bleed. Your gums should never bleed ever. Um, and, and we're getting better with it. I know back in the nineties when I was seeing patients, everybody was a bloody mess and we weren't doing... Yeah, we weren't doing proper education. You know, we were so tired that it was like, okay, go home and brush and floss. Well, we never taught them how or why, you know, the why in it. Well, that's why I was shocked when I went to see you. I thought, I thought it was because of my inflamed state is the reason that my gums bled. You're like, no, your gums are bleeding because it's the, it's the beginning cause of it. Yep. It's the reason why you're inflamed. Yep. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, if you brush your teeth and you don't floss or water pick, you're missing like 40% of your mouth. And so brushing doesn't get in between your teeth. And, and if you get bacteria, biofilm plaque, that it, it, a matter of a couple of days that you miss that area, it will get inflamed and start bleeding, which we call gingivitis. And a lot of us have heard that term. And that's an infection. It's an infection in your body. It's an infection in your gums. So if we, you don't take care of that infection and you think, oh, it's just a little bit of bleeding. My gums, we used to hear this all the time. My gums bleed all the time. Um, they bleed because you poke me <laughs> and your gums. It's just a bad sign that when they're bleeding, you just have to fit, you have to go in and find out, you know, what, what's causing it and how can, how can you be helped to, you know, decrease the bleeding. If you don't do that, and the gums continue to bleed, the infection goes deeper and it goes into the bone. When it's gingivitis in the gums, it's reversible. However, when it gets to the bone and, and mind you, none of this is painful. So you don't know, you, you know, it's not painful. So you think, okay, it's fine. So once it gets into the bone, it deteriorates the bone. Your body attacks the bone because it wants to get rid of the infection and it thinks the tooth is the problem. Mm. So it attacks the bone and that's called periodontal disease. So that's permanent. You don't get bone back once, once it's gone, um, unless you're, you're extracting a tooth and doing a, a graft. But once you have periodontal disease, you know, that bone is gone pretty much forever. Number one reason why people lose their teeth, periodontal disease. A lot of people think it's decay and it's periodontal disease. No wonder why you were like, okay, I want you to do all these things and then come back and see me in a month. Like, I don't yeah. want your gums to bleed. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, when your gums bleed, like I was telling you, Heather, um, when your gums bleed, it opens up the door and window for the bacteria to dump into your bloodstream. Mm, fun. And that's the big danger for the systemic oral health, systemic health, number one, bleeding gums. So it opens up that portal for that bacteria to get into your bloodstream. You are three times more likely to have a heart attack or stroke if your gums bleed. 
The newest research is telling us that, and we were shocked by this, none of us expected this, when they did autopsies on Alzheimer's patients. Um, and this is just recent in the last like three years, um, but more data keeps coming out. The number one bacteria they found in the brain was P. gingivalis, and that's from bleeding gums. Pretty big. So finally, we're connecting the mouth to the body. It's happening. Um, where before, if you talk to, you know, a physician, naturopath, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of them weren't talking about this. And we need to get the education out there more when patients go in for, um, you know, to get healthier and figure out what's going on. When that bacteria is in your bloodstream, it's inflaming your whole body. So it's going everywhere. Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge piece of education that I yeah. try to bring to people because every piece of the, uh, a hidden stressor that you remove from the body, right? Every inflammatory thing that you can remove from the body, yep. then the body then can take over yep. oh, and do its job and keep all the other viruses and bacteria and critters in check. But it's a, such a huge piece when people with Lyme disease, especially, um, yep. a lot of times they don't get better because they don't ever address the stuff that's in their mouth. And their mouths are usually the worst because our bodies have been so depleted for so long that it's stealing from all kinds of things. Like most people I know with chronic Lyme, their mouths are just trashed. And we're talking tens of thousands of dollars to get yep. things fixed. You know, yep. so it can be really daunting. You know, yeah. so I love this preventative that you're teaching, right? It's huge for Lyme disease. I mean, if your gums bleed, you know, you're, you already have chronic inflammation and this is going to add to it. So, you know, how do you prevent your gums from bleeding? So um, brushing, I'm really big into the Sonicare electric toothbrush. I think it does a great job, right? When it showed when you, up yesterday, my husband had this shitting grin on his face because I guess he used to own one and he <laughs> missed it. He didn't realize how much he missed it. Then he was yeah. like, ooh, did you know that it's got yeah. a sting and that it'll yeah. peek at you and blah, blah, yep. blah. I was like, what? Who are I you? love it. I love him. You know, and your teeth, you can tell your teeth feel like you just had them professionally cleaned. Yeah, when you every day. It. Mm -hmm. And it'll take two weeks for you to get used to it. I tell that to people. You may not like it right away, but hang in there. And then the water pick, huge. Um, water pick or floss, just so you're removing that bacteria. So plaque is that sticky stuff, you know, that white stuff on your teeth. That's what you're trying to get off. Um, you're trying to get food out from in between your teeth, but the main reason to floss and water pick is to get the biofilm, the plaque out from in between your teeth. And if you don't do that, what happens is it will calcify in about four to five days. Mm. So if it calcifies, that's, we call that tartar. The, the term we use professionally is calculus. And so if you don't come in and get cleanings, professional cleanings, um, we call those profies. And that's a cleaning above the gum line. Okay. So somebody who has a healthy mouth, but they have a little bit of hard tartar, you know, and they come in every six months, you know, we can prevent that, the bleeding gums, because if the hard tartar sits on your gums, you can't remove it or on your teeth. So you're brushing and you have this tartar and you don't even realize it. Right. So you're, it's like having a sliver in your hand and, and letting the sliver sit there and it just gets more infected. Yep. So when you come in and we take that off, your tissue's like, whew, and it starts to heal. That's and you, you don't have bleeding gums. Yep. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite amazing how quickly everything's turned around since I started implementing the few easy tools, you know, I was already brushing and I was already flossing, but I needed, I needed to up my game and, you know, little different equipment and total game changer. And we need to do better. My profession needs to do better um, in showing people how to do it because we're really good about, okay, go home and brush and floss. Right. We'll see you in six months or we'll see you in four months, you know? Um, And and that's a big thing I want to say too, is I see people from everywhere from two months to once a year, individual treatment, you know, um, the six months, it's funny. I researched where that came from and it came from a commercial in the 1960s from an insurance thing. And so there's no rhyme and reason for the six months. So I tailor it. I I see some patients, not a lot, every two months because they develop so much tartar Mm -hmm. and their body just, you know, creates it. And so they have to come in and if you don't remove it, you know, you're, you're, it's going to bleed and it's going to get into your bloodstream. Yep. That's absolutely crazy. So Got a lot of insurance companies, again, dictating when and how we get treatment. Ah. Oh yes. Oh yes. And then the big, my big toy that I purchased recently was ozone therapy. So now what I'll do is when patients come in and have gingivitis or bleeding gums or periodontitis, I'll give them an ozone treatment. And what that does, it gets rid of um, bacteria, fungus. Um, We can actually help cure cavities when they're small and recalcify them. So there's some studies on that. Um, ozone, we can use it in the water when we rinse your mouth that helps. And it, you know, it's healthy for your, your mouth and it helps the healing. It's also great for sensitivity. So we can use it on an area with the gas of the ozone and, and help with sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So ozone therapy for dental is a big new toy that we can really help a lot of people. So I'm really excited about it. That is exciting. And with my history with Lyme disease, I actually already owned an ozone machine. And yep. so now I don't do it every night just because it's just an, another, That's okay. but, but That's at least okay. two or three times a week, I'm ozonating the water before I put it in my yep. water. So, yep. And, and Please. now they, they've come, you know, they, they have great ozone machines online or in stores that are for home use and they, they're not that expensive. You know, you think, Oh God, how much is that? How much did you pay for yours? Do you remember? Well, mine, because it's more medically, like we were putting, <laughs> I was having clients put ozone in their ears and up yeah. their vaginas and up yeah. their rectums. Yeah. Um, it's a, a different, a whole different. Yeah. Lead. You can do nasal and everything. Right. But you get like ones just to, to ozonate water, but to use in your water pick, like you could use ones that are food grade that they, uh-huh. they use to clean vegetables and stuff. Yep. A couple hundred bucks. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's worth it. My yeah. machine is big. And so I spent about 6,000 on it, oh, but wow. it's a, you know, it's a medical grade one. So right. super excited about that. Um, you know, another thing, you know, it, it's, what, what else did I want to mention? Kind of come up with what you're, what you're interested in. I'm trying to think of, so bleeding gums, cavities. Okay. I want to go into this because this is big. So dry mouth is an epidemic Mm. right now. So how do people get dry mouth? They get it from medications. If you're on a medication coming from a pharma background, top five side effects usually is dry mouth, but nobody talks about it. 
Um, mouth breathing is a big one. So if, you know, you can't breathe through your nose and, and, you know, you're a mouth breather because you have a small mouth or you have an airway issue, um, tongue tie is a big one. If you have tongue tie. So what the, so the mouth breathing thingy, it's something as stupid, simple as three and 3M tape, because I found out I'm a mouth breather. And Love it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Every night. Yep. Yep. And I know it sounds silly, but I've had patients that have used that and they, it teaches them to keep their mouth closed and not breathe through their mouth at night, yep. you know? Um, so that creates a dry environment. And what happens when you're dry, you're acidic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can you go back to the tongue tie thing? What is that? Yep. So tongue tie, um, it's when the tongue that, you know, you have a little attachment I'm gonna, underneath your tongue here. I wish I had a diagram. And it, it attach, you know, that little attachment underneath, it attaches too far to the tip of your tongue. Oh. The danger of that, we're, we're getting better at that. So when newborns are born, they're looking at tongue tie and you also have other ties, freedoms back here that they look at. And if those are tight, breastfeeding can be a big problem mm. um, and, and frustration. If, if they're, when you give birth, they're not looking at tongue tie and the other freedom ties. Um, you have to, and a big one for kids is the top one. So you have that top one up here. Uh -huh. So when babies are born, sometimes it's really tight. And, and so what happens is they hold milk right here, breast milk, yeah. and you don't even think of it. Um, like night breastfeeding, they hold their milk here. Well, breast milk has sugar in it. And if it sits here under their lip, because they have such a tight lip, I've seen an epidemic and kids coming in with decay all yeah. over here. I used to think it was horrible parenting. And then I felt horrible for judging the horrible nope. parents. It's not horrible nope. parenting. It's a, nope. it's a lip tie. Yep. Not their fault. Yeah. You know? So we're getting better. You know, we're getting better at, at recognizing that. But I, I'm amazed at how many adults come in and they have tongue tie. And they go, what? They're so used to it that they don't know that it's not normal. And the danger of that is sleep apnea mm. and they don't develop, they develop an upper arch that's um, dysfunctional because the tongue should be resting. When you close your mouth, your tongue, tip of your tongue should be resting behind your two front teeth on top. Mm -hmm. And when I ask somebody and I know they're tongue tied, cause I can see, I'll, I'll say, close your mouth. Where's the tip of your tongue? And they'll go on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So then what happens is your tongue should be resting on top. So you don't get that arch that's wide, you know, and that helps the airway. It's more narrow and a V shape. Hmm. So it, it underdevelops and your lower jaw follows your top jaw. So they usually have sleep apnea problems. They have problems with food. Kids, kids won't eat certain foods because they have a hard time swallowing. They're usually gaggers. That's a big sign of tongue tie. Huh. Um, and what else? And it's hard, you know, with tongue tie, when you're older, you have to do exercises before they laser it. Today we laser, you know, the, the tightness or the freedoms will laser it instead of using, uh, tools like cutting tools. So they heal faster. Hmm. So it's a quick zap laser where they loosen it. However, you know, when you're an adult, you have to go through exercises to strengthen muscles that you're not using in your mouth. Mm 
before the procedure, and that's called myofunctional therapy. And that's a big new profession in dental hygiene where a lot of us are becoming myofunctional therapists, helping with tongue movement, lip movement, you know, working with kids. And then after you have it lasered, you have to do exercises as well because it'll reattach if you don't. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Huh. So, so yeah, it's a, it, it, we're getting better. We're identifying it more. But I would say the dental industry is very undereducated, but we're getting better That's awesome. at, at educating and, and treating it. So we went off uh, a little bit on the tangent. So you're talking about dry mouth. Dry mouth. Yep. So dry mouth, um, acidic, when you're acidic, okay, you're going to get cavities because mm-hmm. of bacteria that cause cavities triples with bacteria because they love acidity. They're having a party in your mouth and also with gum disease or gum infection. So that just three times, you know, three times the bacteria you're gonna get, you're gonna have problems. And so I see a lot of decay with dry mouth. They'll come in, I usually test the acidity of their saliva. Um, It's really good to test it the first thing in the morning. It'll give you a really good reading. Um, So what happens if you're acidic, okay? Well, find out why. You know, is it your medication? Is it mouth breathing? Is it your tongue tied? You know, what is it? You're, you're, you, you have um, a deviated septum. So you're not breathing through your mouth, you're breathing through or nose, you're breathing through their mouth. So a lot of times what I'll do is give them a rinse. And I'm really big on one rinse because um, the studies show that it does help the pH of the saliva. And it's all natural. It has calcium, phosphate, and sodium bicarbonate, so baking soda. And it's something you rinse with at night before you go to bed, or and you can rinse with it, rinse with it in the morning. And it helps alkaline you at night. And then in the morning, you could use it as well. You don't have to. Nighttime's the most important. Um, it tastes like salt water, and they rinse. You rinse with it for two minutes. Um, it was something that was developed for bone marrow transplant patients because they had severe dry mouth and they also have mucositis. So they get sores in their mouth. Okay, mm-hmm. So it's big, huge sores where they can't eat and they're on feeding tubes. So that's how this was developed. So it also helps sores in the mouth. So people that get canker sores, mm-hmm. kids that get canker sores, probably because of acidic foods. Um, sometimes it's a, it's a disease, it's a condition that's under, underdiagnosed, it's an autoimmune. Um, but this rinse, if they can do this rinse, it takes care of the sores within a couple of days. I used to get canker sores when I was younger. I don't anymore. It's really, I don't know. I have no idea why I had them when I was younger and now I don't. So some research needs to be done with that. Canker sores are kind of, we call them, at, the t- proper term for that is aptosulcers, but we call them canker sores. Yeah. And they're inside your mouth. On the lips, that's the cold sores, you know, the it's, it's more of a herpes lesion when it's on the lips, but when it's inside, that's not, usually it's not herpetic. It's more of a canker sore. It's so frustrating. I mean, I remember for years and I always brush twice a day and I try to floss and I always thought I took good care of my teeth and every single, I'd go every single freaking time I'd go into the dentist. I had a new cavity, a new, a new cavity. You were probably acidic. Well, absolutely. I was a mouth yeah. breather yeah. You know, and I had no saliva yeah. in my mouth. And I, yeah. that was another beautiful analogy yeah. that taught me that yeah. saliva is the ocean and your teeth yeah. are like 
oral, right? You remember so, that. I love I don't it. have enough saliva in my teeth. Yes, my mouth, right? I love that you remembered that. So, I was so your, my, saliva, your yeah. saliva is buffering. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, it's the ocean and your teeth are the coral reefs. So if the ocean isn't healthy or it's low, you don't have it, um, the coral reefs will die. And that's what happens to your teeth and your gums. Yep. I was at my biological dentist this morning fixing that crown that somebody else did. Yep. They kept, they're like talking about my, my, my saliva. And I was like, do you know how I increased my saliva? I said, for taking nitric oxide supplements actually helped yep. my saliva. And then yep. also mouth taping at night. Yeah. And, and I yep. didn't realize I had a dry mouth until yep. it's no longer dry. And I'm like, yep. oh, how did I live like that? Yep. I'll tell you when I knew we, something was off and we didn't know what it was. When I first started in dentistry, I was working um, in a big practice and we'd have families come in and the kid who was the best brusher and the flosser is the one who had all the cavities. Mm -hmm. So the parents were like frustrated. They're like, oh my gosh, he's the one that does the best, but he gets all these cavities. And I remember the dentist I was working with, we had no clue. And we would just say, oh, he has the bacteria. And I knew that we were missing something. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what back in the nineties, but I knew something was off. And so about five years ago is when the study started coming out. We need to start talking about it more. I'd say 90% of dental officers are not talking about it and we need to. Um, but yeah, so, so now I, you know, if I have a kid, you know, it's funny because with these masks, Oh, we call it mask mouth. Mm. So I hate these masks um, when these kids have to wear it all day. So I'm seeing an epidemic of families coming in and saying my kid never had cavities two years ago. And I'll say, well, what changed two years ago? And they'll say COVID. And I'm like, yeah, the mask. Guess what? Your kid's breathing through their mouth all day long because it's naturally what they do with a mask. Right. So I'm seeing an epidemic in kids with cavities. That's yeah. Yep. Does that help kind yeah. of explain dry mouth and absolutely. Yeah, no, that uh -huh. was cool. I said you were just a plethora. Like I said, I've I've been hanging out in the alternative world quite some time, different dental hygienists, different biological dentists, and yep. never never yep. have I gotten anyone to slow down. But it's a lot like in the in the doctor industry. That's why there's such a uh, awesome niche for coaches such as myself, because they'll yep. tell you you need to change your diet and lower your yep. stress. Right. Yep. But they don't know how they, right. you don't know how to change your right. diet or your stress. Right. right. So, You're right. God yep. bless you for taking the time to yep. actually educate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to, you know, corporate dentistry is taken over. Um, and it's it's scary because they say about 80 percent of dental practices will be corporate in the next five years. And they don't give them time. They're rushed and in and out. And what's nice when you have your own practice, you can have your own time. Right. When I see a patient for the first time, it's a long appointment because I educate them on, this is what you need to do. I and then after that, it's quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually think it was a two hour. I was like, you guys, it's a two hour appointment. You're getting me joy. Like, like, can I, I leave now? My teeth for a long time? Well, how is this going to take this long? And sure enough, I know I'm scared to tell patients that, but you know, I, I do it because I'm passionate about it. If I didn't care, I'd say an hour and get, you know, okay, next, 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 you know, 
And unfortunately, corporate dentistry, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, about sometimes more of the financials than anything, you know, um, I never will forget. I was doing some consulting when I moved here and I was at a corporate office and I was doing a lunch and on their whiteboard, it had, we need 50 crowns this month. And if you walked into a hospital or a clinic and said, we need 50 appendectomies this month, would that, would that scare you? That's disgusting. This is disgusting. That's what made me come into private practice to teach people, you know? Uh-huh. So people got to be careful, you know? Um, you know, if, if something feels off and, and someone tells you that you need something done, but your gut is like, ah, get a second opinion. Always, I, you know what, even if in my practice, I'll say, you know, if, if you feel better getting another opinion, I want you to, you know, um, and you should, I, I have no problem with that. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, you should. So when your gut tells you to do something, it's telling you, so. listen to it, listen to it. Yes. Listen to it. I just got done actually doing a podcast with a woman who's an OGBYN who talks about, um, honing in on your intuition, right? Like it's, yep. it's a lost art and really, man, it's there for a reason. Yep. Listen to your gut. Listen to it. You know, one of the, I want to mention this because this is pretty big in, in Minnesota, 10 years ago, hygienists became dental therapists and they're, they're able to now do fillings and extractions a lot and other things. I'm happy to say Colorado just passed it. So in January, you know, we have to go through training, of course, but in January, it's legal for us now to do, to be able to do fillings and extractions and other things. Yay. So we're more like mid-level practitioners, That's which awesome. is nice. Yep. It's very big news in Colorado. Go so, Colorado. Yes. And Colorado is the only state dental hygienists can have their own practice. Oh, uh -huh. amazing. In Minnesota now they can too. Um, if they're advanced dental therapists, they have to go on a little more training and they have to have so much experience. They can too have their own practices in Minnesota. So it's growing. We're more like nurse practitioners maybe now or, or awesome. Funk, you know what I mean? We're right. more like mid-level and it's about time. It is about so. time. And I'm, I'm hoping that more and more, uh, you know, dental hygienists and dentists wake fuck up because yes. what they're doing the people is absolutely it's you know folks it's it's a lot more than just a little cavity here and there like the shit that was caused by me like I was losing my cognitive ability and I was unable to put sentences together and I was stuttering because of the infection that was left in my jaw from a botched wisdom tooth removal yep. I was 15 yeah yeah I was 42 yeah three days after that and they cleaned cavitation up they, yeah yeah after they cleaned out those cavitations, like four days later, my brain started coming back on yep. my body started working again. Yeah. And they don't hurt. So you don't know they're there. Absolutely. You know? you know, and I say this, this is how you can tell you go to a good, you see the hygienist more than you see the dentist. You spend way more time with them. Is your hygienist a tooth scraper or are they helping you with your, your oral health? Gotcha. Are they actually talking about it, showing you? Right. There's a big difference. There's a big burnout in dental hygiene. And a lot of people become tea scrapers, I call them. Are you a tooth scraper? Or are you a dental therapist, hygienist? Which one? Because there's a big difference. And, um, you know, I'm passionate about it. 
coming back to it. Now, if I, I did it for 30 years and didn't have that other training, I probably would be burned out by now. And I wouldn't know what I know because you, you come to work all day, you're tired, you go home. A lot of people don't have time for that extra education. So my background is much different because I had that training. Yes, it was pharma. However, I knew what I didn't want and I knew what was lacking in our, in our health. And we weren't talking about it. I don't care how you got there. I'm just glad you did. <laughs> Thank you. I, Thank but I'm passionate. I love it. I love it. Teeth, my beautiful. Teeth. I love it. Do you notice your gums? So if your gums should be pale pink, you know, when you look at them and if they're red, I mean, once in a while, yep. See, they look way better. And now they do. They really, Heather, they I look know. great. I, I'm telling you two weeks. I'm, I'm freaking. I'm, I love it. Beside myself. Yeah. And, and a lot of my brain fog that I was still having, like that's, that's almost completely gone. Like, yep. so I definitely had noticed a difference since when I went well, in think and of, you're bleeding and now I'm not. Think, think about it. What did I tell you? The bacteria gets into your blood and it also goes to your brain. Yep. Scary. It is. And, and it's scary that they found that much bacteria in, in Alzheimer's brains. Absolutely. What's unique about it is it passes a blood brain barrier. So they were shocked by that. So between my history with Lyme disease and then history with uh, gingivitis, like my, there was, I can't even imagine where my poor brain would be by the time I'm 60, 70, 80 years old. Like you guys, this all like yep. a new lease on growing yep. up gracefully and intact. Yep. Thank you. You know, and when I saw you, it really opened my eyes up because you're like, gosh, I thought the Lyme disease caused the inflammation. I'm like, nope, you got to get this healthy to get this healthy. Absolutely. You know, there might be a little bit of, of, of cross, you know, um, infection, but you can't, you can't have, it all starts here. Okay. And it goes in. Right. And, and another thing too, you know, is, is your diet. Your diet is huge. When I see families come in and they're very good at their diet, they're, you know, they use the Western price. Um, they kind of go by that that diet. And I'm telling you huge difference. I'll have like a family of six in here, no cavities at all. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable. And not just one family, you know, multiple families. And I tell them the worst thing your kids can eat. It's not candy, it's carbs. So crackers, things like that stick to their teeth mm. and, and they turn into sugar. So it's funny that you bring up, so Weston A. Price was a dentist back in the 1930s, yep. started noticing a lot of crowding, a lot of cavities, a lot of nastiness, and he went and traveled all over the world looking at these different cultures yep. for doing things traditionally. They were soaking and sprouting their grains. They were drinking raw milk, you know, so back to the basics that we've gotten away from, and it showed that in one generation of eating the standard American diet, how it changed these beautiful yep big teethy yep. Yep. gnarly mess that a lot of us have today. And so West Day Price is, is a huge, it's kind of how I got started actually in my nutrition um, yep. studies. Cause I, it was just fascinating to see. And I mean, that's like, you can't yep. deny that, right? In yep. one generation, you're seeing these differences. Yeah. And we're starting to see um, people not have wisdom teeth anymore. So why are wisdom teeth there? Well, way back in the cave age, you know, they had big bones, they had raw diets. Oh. They use those, use those teeth when we're not using them anymore gotcha. in our diet. 
So our bodies are naturally getting rid of them. Huh. So I'm starting to see a lot of people not have wisdom teeth or missing one or two. And huh. so our, within generations, we're, our bodies are, are not, you know, it's interesting because of our diet. Fascinating. Uh-huh. Yep. Joy, thank you so much. I know you're stupid, crazy busy and you just got hired some help. And I just, I can't even say thank you enough because education is my jam and everything you taught me, I want to get out into the world. And so thank yeah. you for the time. Well, I appreciate you having me because we need to get the message out and there's a lot of other things, but I feel like we've lacked this um, education and we need to do more of it, um, you know, and, and, you know, you see people come in and they have high blood pressure or whatever, and their gums are bleeding. I'm like, you know, you're a ticking mom. Like, you know, my dad had a massive heart attack at 16. He had severe periodontal disease because nobody taught him how to take care of his teeth. And, and there is a link and they're doing more studies on, you know, how this, how this is just affecting everything and autoimmune too. It just, it flares it, you know? So, but yeah. thank you. I love your passion. You're awesome. You, you're the type of person, my patient that makes me passionate about coming to work every day. Yay. Yeah. Thank Cause you. if I, I don't want to be burned out. I don't want to be a tooth scraper. You know, that's not my thing. Never, never joy. Never, never. So awesome. have a healthy day. And thanks for joining me. Thanks, Heather. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.